0: hello welcome to another drive-in double feature podcast i'm ryan i'm nathan and this is the podcast where we talk about two spooky movies a week every tuesday and thursday throughout the month of october but before i get into any of the spooky nonsense we have to talk about our patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast it is scary how much content we have on there and Mm. it will give you such a fright uh with how good of a savings you'll get you'll be jumping out of your skin yeah (laughs) yeah it's on over at patreon.com slash drive and double future podcast check it out for only five dollars a month but don't worry all our main content it's still free still free for you guys don't worry
1: and that's the scariest part yeah glad that we would give it away I couldn't believe it
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway but today on thursday we're going to be talking about 1992's braid ned aka dead alive and that is directed by peter jackson <gasps> what
1: wait the lovely bones guy
0: my favorite Peter Jackson movie.
1: Yeah, that's the one that always comes to mind. You know, I, they
0: really say he came to his own during The Lovely Bones.
1: Yeah, one right before The Hobbit movies, the greatest trilogy. You know,
0: like, you know, Lord of the Rings, that was just kind of like a warm up.
1: Yeah, he was getting there. He was working his way to The Lovely Bones. And then when he made The Hobbit trilogy and he stopped basically making narrative movies. What a great end to your career. <laughs> yeah, I bravo to him, but no, for real, Peter, Peter Jackson, you know, Lord of the Rings guy, yeah, a great, a great director, another
0: best director winner that we're talking about after William Freekin, John Alliston. So, mm-hmm. uh, join in the ranks of the uh, driving double feature lore and, yeah. uh. This is actually not the first time you and I have talked about a Peter Jackson movie. If you guys remember, which probably a lot of you don't, we did talk about Meet the Feebles, which is another uh, extremely uh, graphic, along the lines of this type of movie, uh, but it's all involving puppets. So if you ever want to hear that, which you may not, those episodes are kind of rough to be quite honest with you, but at the same time, the, uh, the movie is still pretty crazy if you do want to check it out along with this one, but... Um, this, I, as Nathan was saying, this does predate Lord of the Rings. So if uh, all you know about Peter Jackson is Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, King Kong, you uh, you would be very shocked when you go back and look at his work uh, predating these movies because you'd be like, oh, my God, this is the same director. I don't believe you at all.
1: Yeah, no, he. It's crazy to think that he made disgusting horror movies, but like, what's even weirder, right? Is his next movie after this was Heavenly Creatures, which was, which is like a drama. It's a
0: very straight. Yeah, it's a straight up drama between two girls. So
1: yeah, so I mean, uh, this this man's got range. I guess he he can work on a lot of the different stuff.
0: Now, yeah, you you think maybe you know J.R.R. Tolkien's like Saul brain dead and they're like that that's him that's the guy
1: yeah what movie was it that they saw and they were like yeah this this is it i was think it was
0: heavenly Creatures. it was heavenly
1: creatures okay and then they were just like meet the feebles you know not even thinking about that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely not <laughs> um but yeah this one is very much a uh splatter movie uh it is a uh, zombie movie set entirely during 1950s england i'm not sure why it was set in the 50s they don't really i don't understand the significance of that but um it's uh i fame plot line is a real awkward shy guy that has lived under the thumb of his mother kind of like willard was and uh he has to kill a bunch of zombies yeah that's kind of the main plot of this movie (laughs)
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, while the uh, <laughs> Paquita uh, woman is chasing after his her him for love. Um, so, yeah, so uh, how the movie starts is uh,
0: there. There's a expedition of this guy trying to get back this Sumatran rat monkey mm-hmm. back to uh, New Zealand, and <laughs> he accidentally gets bit by the monkey, and so all the people living there. Oh, and the island they go to is Skull Island.
1: Can you is, believe
0: it's <laughs> just <is> King Kong's <laughs> island?
1: Yeah, and this man would go back to <laughs> the remake for King Kong. Um I and, mean
0: And there is, so I mentioned the Sumatra rat monkey, there is an Easter egg in King Kong where there's like a one yeah. of the crates that says sumatra rat monkey.
1: Yeah, which I, I think that's a fun Easter egg. I learned that today from Tony over at, uh, at the movies. He oh, did you? Up. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I actually did not know that connection. Actually, I've never seen this movie before. Uh, it's only like existed as like when I was a kid. I'd go to the video store and I'd see the covers and I'd be like, "That cover's really scary," and I never watched it. Um, and here I am now. <laughs>
0: So he had zero clue what this movie was.
1: Well, I, I knew what it was. I know it was a bloody, gory, messy movie, but I've just never seen it. Yeah, um, I
0: I had the same experience. You know, I'd go there and I'd see that would be one of the VHS tapes. Which, if you've seen it, it's a woman that's spreading her lips open with her mm-hmm. hands, and there's a little skull in her in her mouth, mm-hmm. and. It looks really, it looks really freaky. And I remember I would always see it in the video store, and I was thinking, "Oh my god, that's got to be the scariest movie ever made." Yeah. Uh, Little, little did I know that this might be one of the most cartoonish movies I've ever seen. So.
1: Yeah, it's like watching like a gross cartoon, the nastiest cartoon you could watch. Yeah. Have you seen this movie before?
0: I have, so okay. I I knew what I was getting into, but I I'm still watching it now. I mean, it's probably been a good ten years since I last watched it, and it still catch you off guard with a lot of like the gore. Because I mean, I you know, like I usually deal pretty well with gore, but I mean, some of this stuff in there is just so disgust, like not even like. It, like, oh, I can't believe they showed that. It'd be like, oh, like, this is disgusting. Like, that looks awful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think, I forget what movie it was we talked about. It was a gory movie. I was like, you oh, know, I ate during it. Um, I actually tried to eat during this one. Um, and I and I I couldn't I could I, I actually couldn't I mean I maybe I started eating at the worst part and if you know what I'm this part I'm talking about I don't
0: um, I don't because there's so many <laughs>
1: yeah there is but there's a specific eating part of this movie, oh yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. I was like uh I I can't this movie takes like blood and guts to an extreme level it's a lot of fun though like it's a it, it's a special effects like just a special effects like amazing movie i mean it's obvious what he would go on to do in like the lord of the rings and stuff from this movie yeah it's uh
0: it so it definitely pushes the uh bounds uh, boundaries for a lot of these gory types i think it was wizards of gore we were watching and yes yeah and at that one it was like kind of like stupid some of the gore scenes where it's like there would be pushing like a metal rod on somebody's stomach and they would just pour blood on their belly like oh no like they were impaled yeah. and um uh, this one it's they show everything so it's kind of like this moment where uh, you knew what kind of movie you're getting into when the guy's body's getting hacked up in the beginning of the movie but yeah. um what i do like is how comical the movie is a lot of times because yeah it it definitely makes you laugh with the gore which you don't really think you're supposed to laugh at these types of things. But what I really like is uh, when the beginning of the movie is Paquita is actually in love with this uh, meat guy that, uh, that shows up to her grocery store and delivers meat. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, I'm, I love him. He's so attractive. And then her grandmother uh, shows like, does like these tarot cards. And it's like, Oh, you're actually going to fall in love with this types of, this type of man. And, uh lionel shows up which i said is the awkward man that's kind of a mama's boy shows up and she has no interest in him in whatsoever but he knocks over these cups of pens and it turns into like the same shape that's on his tarot cards and mm-hmm. she's just like oh obviously i'm supposed to fall in love with you like
1: <laughs> yeah i love that and it's like her finding like an upward battle to be with this man <laughs> because it's the card set so yeah, it's it's very
0: it's very funny, and uh, the the mother has no you know she very domineering woman, like demands a lot out of her son, and they uh, takes him to the zoo, and that same rat monkey is there, and even like beforehand that rat it looks so disturbing looking. It's just
1: yeah, it's like a stop motion gross mess.
0: Yeah, it's like this gross like a, a you know a mix between a rat and a monkey, and yeah. And it bites the mother's arm. And then she stomps on the, the rat monkey's head. And it's just like, again, so unbelievably gross. Like she's like yeah. literally her high heel is like impaling this monkey's head.
1: Yeah, well, what's even grosser is the rat monkey like bite or murders like an actual monkey. And like the zookeeper has to like hold this dead monkey in his hands and just kind of throws it out. And I, I this movie is so funny just like little things like this guy who's the zookeeper just picking up this dead monkey and acting like it's just not a big deal in front of these people <laughs> and he obviously has the cigarette glued to the corner of his mouth it's not even in his mouth <laughs> I, I don't know it, it it's just goofy
0: yeah and uh she got bit so it's like the same deal as like how a zombie movie works is now she's been infected so mm-hmm. that's how this whole thing um spreads <laughs> but it takes a minute for her to get and fully infected and she's still trying to do like her little social gather gatherings and this is the scene i believe you were talking about is uh she invites them over for dinner it's like this couple and it is i i was like like i i i I had already eaten, but, like, at that point, I'm, like, my stomach was just churning. I'm, like, <laughs> ugh. Like...
1: No, I was going to say, yeah, it's it just, it's so gross because her body is falling apart. Like, pieces are falling off. She's oozing blood and and pus. It's not just red blood. It's, like, yellow, too. And they bite this couple over. And it gets really gross whenever they... He's, like, oh, we're not going to leave without any pudding? And then um, he serves custard and she ends up getting the blood and pus into his pudding, or sorry, into his custard. And he just starts eating it. And he's like, oh, so good. But that's not even the worst part.
0: His wife sees it go in there and doesn't say anything.
1: Yeah, she just looks grossed out. I was like, all right, whatever. But the the mom's ear falls in and she starts eating her own ear mixed with this pudding. And I, I think... I think it's just gross because it's just like this bloody fake ear mixed in with food and it's gross looking. Oh man, it was uh it was nasty.
0: Yeah, it was that one that scene in particular was pretty gross because it's all these macro shots of people eating this stuff. So yeah. But yeah, they they go through all that scene and it doesn't it get they definitely amp it up towards the uh as this movie goes along. I mean if you're wondering, like, the movie's very light on plot. It's very much, this is a very, very visual spectacle. I mean, I, I, you know, if if blood and gore really bothers you, obviously I don't recommend this movie at all. Like, this is, this is a very extremely gory, bloody movie. But, if you like that sort of thing, and you like a lot of horror comedy, like, along the lines of an evil dead, or something like that, this is definitely a movie you should see. Oh, yeah. I really like this movie a lot and I would go as far as to say, this is a gore masterpiece.
1: Whoa. (laughs) The real wizard of gore.
0: I I mean, truly, I mean like the, the, the effects that they do in here is very impressive. It's just like, and when you learn too, you know, they only had a budget of about $3 million. It's, it's crazy what they're able to do.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the fact is that it used 300 gallons of, Fake blood in this movie, which is insane. But no, I, I agree. I mean, this is my first time watching this. I love this movie. I had so much fun watching this movie. It is gross. It's funny. It's uh, everything you could want out of a horror comedy.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it just, it just like I said, it just keeps upping the ante as the movie goes on, and yeah. just the ridiculousness of this whole thing. Um, like, he goes to a cemetery, and um, he ends up getting uh confronted by cuz his they he, they finally think like his mother dies and there's a cameo from peter jackson in this movie too cuz mm-hmm. he he plays the assistant undertaker and here and he doesn't look anything like the peter jackson like he would like you know now like the big dude with the beard and long hair yeah yeah it it's very much like a a, a, ga- a smaller guy with like, glasses and, <laughs> and curly brown hair
1: mhm which is kind of what he looks like now didn't he lose a lot of weight yeah i think so i haven't seen a recent picture of him yeah, because but... he doesn't make many he, he makes documentaries and that's it but that's no, it but this graveyard scene is really funny too with like greasers that come up in like a costume at the graveyard
0: oh uh, well i was gonna say in the uh the embalm because they're embalming his mother and like that's right that's yeah.
1: that's also really
0: gross because like the embalming fluid just starts starts shooting out of every pore of her body yeah and like her her eyes literally pop out and the undertaker just does like the three stooges eye poke like don't like back get the yeah. eyes back down there
1: yeah it, and- it's it's funny you know because i've seen meet the feebles just how much this movie is like meet the feebles maybe not as like trying to be offensive because meet the feebles is just an offensive movie this one doesn't really have that element but it still is like the weird characters like the doctor who's like a weird german that's just slobbering all over himself just like i don't know peter jackson just has this gross stuff in his mind that he has to put on film
0: yeah there's a lot of really gross stuff in here but the one thing i'd noticed is since we watched the feebles not too terribly long ago Mm -hmm. um there was a a lot of a lot of the actors in this movie were in meet the feebles because i Good could hear know. by their yeah. by their voice because like the dude on the right ra- like the undertaker was um the big walrus and meet the feebles mm-hmm. and the priest was sebastian like the fox that had the big musical number in there so <laughs> but um
1: the sodomy music number <laughs> yeah
0: exactly so uh that's stuff like that which was real Really funny to see it because I you, get, you notice all these Easter eggs now, but um, but yeah, they, after like they the cemetery scene because he's trying to dig up his mother because they think his mother died, but he's trying to steal her body away, and these like greasers show up and <laughs> start hassling him and uh
1: one, one of my favorite lines is whenever they're pissing on his mom's grave and he just the maker goes he just very matter of fact you're pissing on my mom's grave just something <laughs> about that line had me die.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah it's a very silly scene because he's literally peeing on the mom's grave and then uh-huh. Her hand shoots up and, of course, grabs his penis, and just Damn. like, <laughs> and he, he screams bloody murder. And then he turns into a zombie, too. And then the uh, one of the other greasers turns into a zombie. And the priest who presided over his mother's funeral shows up randomly. And this priest mm-hmm. knows kung fu. Of course and, he does. <laughs> and uh, it, one of the best lines is, uh, "I kick ass in the name of the Lord."
1: yeah wonderful and no and i i love this whole scene because he just he he is kicking ass and i think it ends really well too
0: well i want to say that i know it's supposed to be funny but the 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 moves that he's doing are actually pretty it's not like camera trickery like he's actually yeah
1: oh yeah he's
0: he's like like doing full-on splits kicks
1: and stuff yeah it's a lot of fun um But no, I mean, what sucks is he ends up dead himself. uh, But getting stabbed through the heart. But see, what's funny about this movie, and I guess what I didn't expect was that the main character, he takes it upon himself to take care of all these zombies. He's like, oh, I feel bad for my mom and this priest. And he basically takes them all to his home and he takes care of them on the side.
0: It's like this weird family. It's like, he because he takes one of the greasers back because the priest, uh, before he turned into a zombie, ended up like karate chopping this guy's whole body, like every limb off of this guy's body. Mm-hmm. And, and again, too, the priest does not react to like zombies are not like a known thing so far. And just he karate chops a guy's arm off and it just starts hitting him with it, like, oh, yeah, this is like totally nonchalant about it. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the, the priest gets bit, so he's got to take care of the priest the greaser and then this nurse who was trying to take care of his mom also got infected so he's like he's got this little family of zombies and he's like preparing them dinner and mm-hmm. they're all just sitting around the table like eating dinner as zombies
1: yeah and there's a really great gross shot of uh cuz one of them uh, has her neck is off like almost all the way off but it hangs on and is hitting in the back and she can't eat normally she can't eat doesn't go down properly so the dude has to like lean her head back and feed her food through her neck hole it is yeah
0: that's nasty
1: yeah i don't know how he thought of that um but yeah and and it just goes to cartoony links like the greaser getting the fork stuck in his throat and he has to like basically get it out of him
0: well he 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 pushes the the spoon in his mouth so hard that it goes out the other part of his the back of his head yeah and there's still food on it so his mom like goes over and steals the food (laughs) off the spoon and the greaser's like like it's all mad
1: yeah it it it. god if you haven't seen this movie before like me you you gotta see it just for these these scenes yeah it
0: it really i mean we could just sit here and describe the whole movie beat for beat but i mean there's uh i just want to talk about some of the more notable scenes which uh there's a lot in between but there's one so like i said the the priest and the nurse um as zombies um end up having sex together mm-hmm. and uh she gets pregnant and has and gives birth to a baby zombie
1: yeah and i wasn't expecting this and this is like
0: uh, that's the, it's just disturbing on whole
1: yeah, on yeah. Whole, God, but, yeah this a baby is so ugly like disgusting and Uh, I love how you can tell when it switches from a puppet into somebody in a baby suit running around, but it's like like a little
0: person. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it, it, but it's funny all the same. And uh, this baby character, this is something ripped straight out of a cartoon. Like uh, I can't think of it like baby's day out on where this baby is just won't die. Everybody's trying to kill a baby in this movie, but it just always ends up getting out of it.
0: Yeah. And so one of the things I was reading is that Peter Jackson actually came under budget for the movie and and he had $45,000 left or the equivalent of that New Zealand dollars. But anyway, um, he said, so they took that money and they shot the playground scene. So immediately after this Mm. Lionel takes the baby to the playground and it's just a very comedical scene where it's like a baby, is running around and he gets hurt and he's like kicking and hitting this baby and this baby's not ad- I, and,
1: I, um, and the moms are watching all while he's like like kicking this baby on the ground
0: <laughs> but that's the funniest part about that scene you know maybe made me laugh is like there's so he's like he's literally punching this baby in the face and the baby's not getting hurt so it's not like a real shocking thing the baby's laughing or whatever and yeah uh, <laughs> There's this drunk guy like drinking uh, mm-hmm. from a bottle, and like he sees him like punching the baby, and he like lifts up his glasses, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's...
1: yeah. love that.
0: <laughs> I, got a, I got a kick out of that,
1: but oh, uh-huh. um, but I, 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 um, there's this whole subplot in this movie of who is the in relation. That's his, that's his uncle that, yeah, that, That's his uncle, yeah. That's
0: his that's his sis, that's his mom's brother.
1: Yeah, and who is written completely out of the will. And he finds out about the zombie family and basically blackmails him into getting all the money and the house. And this guy is a like sleazebag, awful person. Uh because he he accosts poor
0: Paquita. Paquita did nothing wrong. So there's a lot of stuff that happens in between a lot of other grosser scenes that do happen. I mean, like I said, we yeah. can describe it all here, but the kind of the main event of this movie is uh the big finale. So mm-hmm. uh the uncle invites all these people over for a house party and uh of course, you know, it figures what happens is zombies get out and all these people end up getting infected and becoming zombies themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh after that, it's just kind of like a compilation of like ridiculous killing scenes. Exactly.
1: Um, it's it like watching vignettes of like different things going on in the house. Yeah, Yeah. And I mean, some notable
0: ones, like there's one where this woman, she's she's just screaming and then all of a sudden she gets like punched in the back of the head and like the fist from the zombie like comes through like her mouth so it's just and he's like fighting with this woman still attached to his wrist
1: yeah um there's that one where um it's just intestines that are on the ground and those are alive too and they Mm -hmm. keep they keep farting. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. The baby um, later, I really like how this was done where uh, Paquita is trying to blend the baby, put the baby in the blender. But like the baby constantly gets, hops out and everything. And like, it, I think she ends up slapping him in the face with a frying pan. It's insane.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. And yeah, like, in the baby also has like another big moment where there's a, one of Paquita's like friends shows up and she's trying to keep she's been bitten so you think she's going to turn any second but instead the baby (laughs) comes in from behind and like breaks up comes through this woman's face like an easter egg (laughs) like breaking
1: yeah um I'm trying to think what else happened oh it's just so much I, I think um there's one where the uncle like takes one of those uh what do you call those baker's presses where you roll uh things in the middle of it oh i Uh, thought it was
0: like a laundry mangler or whatever
1: that might actually be what it is but yeah he pushes a body through it and the body is just like it's like a meat grinder where like just stuff is coming out one end of the body and it's just blood and it's disgusting yeah
0: well the uncle also has another really funny part where he just has like two meat cleavers Mm-hmm. And, like, and like these, this big wall of zombies are just, like, headed for him. He's just like, come on, you go! And then he just, you just see him, like, chopping away and it turns into, like, fast motion and you just see, like, body parts just flying. And then <laughs> the, the, the scene ends with, like, all these, like, different legs and arms and torsos on the ground just
1: wriggling around and he just
0: lights up a cigarette and just, like, uh, yeah. like,
1: Yeah, proud of himself. There is a big main event to like all of this right like I feel like there's one scene that I've seen clips from and I think is the most memorable is the main character coming in with the lawnmower and just chopping up everybody on the mansion's main floor
0: yeah that's that's kind of like the big to-do scene out there that everyone always remembers I feel like so mm-hmm. they have he goes around he's just literally just walking with a lawnmower and just <laughs> and just like all these you just see blood just spraying everywhere and that's that's kind of like the big scene that everyone always i i always think of that scene before yeah. but they and they were saying i forget like i think they said like per like this is one of the bloodiest movies ever made just in terms of like sheer amount of volume of blood yeah. is, and i forget there's it's like it shot like five gallons of blood like every every couple of seconds or something crazy like
1: that good god i couldn't imagine being on this set <laughs> especially yeah, well, like the the that the mansion is just red by the end of that scene and he's like in the movie he's slipping around on blood and i wouldn't be surprised if that was real
0: right well that's what i was thinking like that was what i was going to say like there's so much blood on the floor like it's there's standing blood on the floor so it's just oh, yeah. You couldn't possibly not slip on on there, and uh, he's covered from head to toe in blood. And um, if there's going to be one thing I would kind of nitpick, I guess maybe, but I, I know that's kind of Peter Jackson trying to be shocking is like towards the end of the movie, where um, they have to have a big, big finale or a big boss, and it turns you know his mom has been gotten like these superpowers, mm-hmm. but she's uh naked and she's like this yes. giant mutated monster so she has big boobs and her butt and I, it's just yeah at that i was at that point i was like okay this might be crossing the line just a, <laughs> just a tad
1: yeah maybe just pushing it no i get it. It, it i mean it's definitely grotesque and all it made me think of is man peter jackson's got some money issues that's all i that's all i got out of this movie well
0: i was i watched the making of and he, he and uh Of this movie, and they do interview his mom. Oh, really? For the the documentary, yeah. Um, But anyway, the the movie kind of ends, you know, kind of how you expect. They they save the day, and he gets the girl, and all that. So I, I like I said, there's a lot to you could really explain. The only way you could be able to know is if you actually watch it yourself. But, um, but yeah, I do want to talk about um, the movie itself because I actually found a a making of for this on YouTube and uh it's like this it has this real smarmy like interviewer like going in talking about like because there were there was this big i think it was more like a news report maybe but they were talking about the making of this movie and how new zealand was not going to be funding certain movie projects because you know with the countries like that the government does set aside a certain amount of money to fund these types of projects and and this news reporter was like talking to the New Zealand Film Commissioner, and he's like, "Is this what you want New Zealand to be known for? Like these extremely gory movies?" Mm-hmm. And and he's like, "Is this is this the type of movie you'd be funding?" And and to the guy's credit, he's like, "Yeah, you know, he, Peter Jackson is, you know, this is, you know, he grew up in New Zealand. He's using New Zealand actors. He's using like
1: stuff That's awesome. he saw."
0: he saw New Zealand and he said I think he's going to be a real major player in the future <laughs> and and look at him and this, so this, <laughs> this cuz this was 1991 when the interview was filmed that you know 10 years later he, he was a major director so
1: yeah isn't that crazy like people like saw like something huge in him from this point i mean even j r T- tolkien's like group saw something in him from like heavenly creatures i
0: mean i you know i did make the joke earlier but you know it's I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, if I saw those types of movies, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily be able to see beyond those and be like, you know, I think yeah. I think I would give them a shot. And I, you know, that's just me think, probably not having an eye for talent. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I think I wouldn't. I don't think most people would make the connection like to Peter Jackson making Lord of the Rings. And I'm pretty sure there were conversations around him being the director of those movies at first. But um, you definitely could see talent in this one and that he could go on to make some really like fantastic movies. Like it, even if it was just horror, he was going to make horror movies that were really fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, I guess that guy that ended up, John Watts, who ended up directing Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. It's like he did like this. Mm-hmm. what was it, like a freaky clown movie like beforehand or really whatever. i didn't even know that <laughs> yeah he made that movie a uh, clown which is like a clown horror movie and,
1: gotcha okay
0: and so just kind of funny like how you could see director's roots like that but you know but i guess if you, you think about it, it's like james cameron you know directed piranha 2 and you know joe dante doing all those other roger corman movies beforehand
1: <laughs> so yeah i mean martin scorsese did that too well he didn't make horror movies but you know he he worked with roger corman and stuff like that he made the the boxcar bertha movie uh he's he's never made a bad
0: movie okay they're all classics
1: oh yeah have you ever seen kundun or kundun i have i liked it (laughs) i've never seen it i was gonna make the joke that nobody's seen it um but uh no i
0: i I'm the point I'm trying to make is, is like, yeah, I, you know, you should be able to see the talent and, you know, it, he made some really impressive scenes in there. So, I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it really is, you know, I guess at the end it's really not surprising that he did go on to do some really great things after this and kind of interviewing him and interviewing all the other people like in the making of this movie and they're interviewing like the cast and, one there was one you know they're pretty much like oh anyway i think this is gonna be a real funny movie you know i think this Mm -hmm. will be fun and um the uh they got to the girl that was playing the uh, nurse character Mm -hmm. and she was like
1: yeah i i
0: I think i believe in him i i think like she's like kind of on the fence on like if this is gonna be a good movie or not
1: that's funny (laughs) (laughs) so not everybody believed in him (laughs)
0: no but i mean i when you're having to wear wear all that makeup and do and being asked to do a bunch of ridiculous things like that i can kind of understand oh, her oh yeah for sure apprehension they ask they asked peter jackson it's like well you know this character obviously has a lot of mother issues like do you have any issues with your mom They're like no i don't, I don't <laughs> have any issues with her and they actually interview his mom and she's she's like a typical mom she's like oh i don't really care for this type of (laughs) movies and uh they asked like where he got his real gory sensibility about it and uh she was like i'm not really sure you know he he was playing with like a little friend of his and they would and it was like a girl and he said they would go and take her barbie dolls and they would hang them which was (laughs) a little
1: odd You'd be scared. You have a serial killer on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you know it showed that a lot of people believed in him, and you know at that point he had made Meet the Feebles and Bad Taste. So I mean, it wasn't a secret of what the type of movies this guy was making. So, mm-hmm. um, now unfortunately, this movie was a box office bomb. It did not yeah. really didn't really perform up to the standards that they wanted. Um, it don't like like in the U.S. Uh, it did not. It didn't even make so like a million dollars, so that's crazy. So
1: it must have just been a cult hit because I mean, I my, my parents knew who Peter Jackson was. I remember them saying they had seen this movie. I don't know about in the theater, but it must have been a rental store like staple.
0: So wait, did they know who Peter Jackson was before they watched Lord of the Rings?
1: Yeah, yeah, i'm I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure they did, or at least <laughs> they figured it out. Like, you know, they said, this is the director of Lord of the Rings. You're like, oh, yeah, I've seen those movies.
0: Oh something. wow, okay. Maybe maybe they watched Frighteners. Yeah,
1: cuz probably. I remember it it's weird. I mean, I don't my aunt had a copy of Frighteners and Heavenly Creatures, and I know they used to go see movies together all the time. So, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. I actually yeah. I I actually like Frighteners a lot too. I think it's a really good I think it's that one's a pretty good movie too. I need
1: I need to rewatch it. That's one I haven't seen in a long time.
0: Uh yeah. but anyway, it's it's it ended up becoming a cult classic. And like I said, it ended up becoming like a real staple amongst horror movie fans just because of the sheer blood uh, amount of this movie. And uh, like I said, I mean, for a horror fan, there's not really much more you could ask for in terms of like, if you love a lot of gory, bloody stuff. I mean, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could name another movie that was that I, that would be even gorier than this one. I mean, I know Well, there are other ones, I know like, tokyo gore police or something like stuff like that but yeah a lot of those like i feel like they use a lot of cgi effects or stuff like that and yeah and this one like i said this is all practical effects and
1: yeah. and there's something about the practicalness of the gore that just makes it that much more gross because it's a real tangible thing yeah
0: i mean you know like when you watch stuff like mortal kombat or whatever like the newer video games and they show all those gorier stuff like yeah it looks like oh wow that's that's pretty good like it looks so good but Mm -hmm. just seeing it like in real life like in a not in a practical effect sort of way it just amps that that grossness of it and it just looks like just the fact you see somebody eating bloody pus is the part that you're just like that's so disgusting
1: exactly no it's definitely out of what i've seen the ultimate gore movie and i don't and i don't think much else is going to ever pass it
0: no. And like I said, very comedic movie, too. It does not take itself seriously in the slightest. So um, I give this movie a pretty high recommend for amongst horror movie people. Like, as I said, if, if any of this stuff is, sounds disgusting, you don't want to see it. I definitely avoid at all costs because this is going to be something that you we're not going to like. But as a horror movie, somebody that loves horror movies, it's a very, very high recommend.
1: Yeah, and uh, I just mirror exactly what you say. I uh, very highly recommend. I thought it was fantastic. If you like a lot of movies that we talk about in the show, this is probably right up your alley.
0: Yeah, definitely. But we still got some more bone-chilling movies, Nathan. Yeah. So, Nathan, what are we going to be talking about next time?
1: Speaking about bone-chilling what about the bone? the
0: bone collector with Denzel Washington?
1: <laughs> no, just the collector. Uh, you know, the, okay. the other one. Yeah. No, we're talking about something bone tingling, the tingler from 1958. And that is streaming over on Tubi.
0: Fantastic. Cannot wait to be tingled. And, <laughs> and but if you have any thoughts, uh, opinions about this show please send us an email over at drive double feature podcast at gmail.com don't forget to us over at x at d-i-d-f and once again check out the patreon at patreon.com slash drive double feature podcast but until next time until next time